Hey kids, welcome to Papa's Bible Stories. For each episode, I pick a Bible story to talk to my kids about. I have a beautiful son, Jacob, who is nine, and a beautiful daughter, Leah, who is six. And these stories are for them. But even though these stories are for my kids, Jacob, Leah, and I would love it if you decided to join us. What do you say? Let's get started. Last we left the Israelites, they had just arrived at a mountain called Sinai. It had been exactly three months since they'd left Egypt, and in those three months, they'd been attacked by the Egyptians, they'd escaped through the Red Sea with walls of water on either side of them, they'd run out of water twice, they'd run out of food, they'd been attacked by the Amalekites, all while constantly moving from place to place. And while God had certainly been taking care of them, as we learned last episode, it had also certainly been an eventful and tiring three months. And as they began to set up camp at the bottom of Mount Sinai, their first official pit stop, it's quite possible that the Israelites were looking forward to a bit of downtime. But that's not exactly what God had in mind, at least not at first. When the Israelites arrived, Moses went up the mountain to talk to God. And God gave Moses a message for the Israelites and said, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. God was offering something very special to the Israelites. God was saying to the Israelites, I have saved you and brought you out of Egypt, and I'm going to take you to the promised land. But I want this to be more than that. If you will obey me, I will make you into an extra special people a people of priests who will tell the rest of the world about me. And now we know why God was taking the Israelites on such a long route to the promised land. God wanted to make them this offer to become a special nation, a special people. And Moses went down the mountain and called the elders together and put it to them. Did the people just want to be free, or did they want something more? Did they want to be a special nation? And the Bible says that all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. Well, all right, so the Israelites were apparently in. Okay, great. Well, that was easy. And so Moses went back up the mountain and told God that the Israelites were in. And then God said, Behold, I come to you in the thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with you and believe you forever. So now that the Israelites had accepted the general idea, God had some things that he needed to work out directly with all the Israelites, not through Moses, not through Aaron, 
not through dreams or visions, but God directly talking to each and every one of the Israelites through the cloud. Well, this should be interesting. But before that could happen, the Israelites needed to get ready. When God talks to you in person, it's not an everyday appointment like, you know, going to the dentist. The Israelites needed to prepare themselves. And so God said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their clothes and let them be ready for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down upon Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. And until the third day, the Israelites were not supposed to come near the mountain. And God also told Moses that when the Israelites heard a trumpet on the third day, that was the signal to come near the mountain and to hear what God had to say. And so the appointment was set. In three days, God was going to come down to the mountain to say something directly to the Israelites. And on the morning of the third day, the Israelites immediately knew that it was going to be an interesting day. They could already hear thunder outside. And when they got up and opened the door to their tents to look at where the thunder was coming from, they saw that the mountain was covered in a dark cloud and they could see lightning coming from the cloud. And then the Israelites heard the sound of a trumpet. And the Bible says that the trumpet was very loud so that all the people who were in the camp trembled. And that was the signal. And so Moses gently led the Israelites to the bottom of the mountain. And as the Israelites approached the mountain, the Bible says that Mount Sinai became completely covered in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. So out of the sky came a huge fireball that landed right on top of the mountain. And then it seemed like the whole mountain was continually in the process of exploding. There was a thick black smoke, almost like the mountain had become a volcano, complete with earthquakes and lightning. And then the sound of the trumpet came back. And the trumpet sound got louder and louder and louder. And the sound just kept going on forever. And right in the middle of this incredible scene, God began to talk to the whole nation. And he said, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Now, the Bible doesn't say what God's voice sounded like in this moment, but it does say that all the Israelites were pretty scared. So, in addition to everything else that's going on, God's voice was definitely making an impression here. And what is God saying to them? Well, he's introducing himself. The voice that was talking to them from the billowing smoke was indeed the Lord their God, the one who had saved them from the Egyptians. And then God went on. With the billowing smoke and the earthquakes and the lightning and the thunder to give the Israelites what we call the Ten Commandments. Ten very basic ground rules which any follower of God must obey. 
And God started with the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. Then the second commandment. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. The third commandment. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. The fourth commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son nor your daughter nor your male servant nor your female servant nor your cattle nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. The fifth commandment, honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The sixth commandment, you shall not murder. The seventh commandment, you shall not commit adultery. The eighth commandment, you shall not steal. The ninth commandment, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And the tenth and final commandment, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. And there you have it, the Ten Commandments. The basic rules that the Israelites needed to obey if they were going to be God's special people. They sounded pretty simple, right? I mean, don't worship other gods, don't worship idols, don't use God's name needlessly, keep the Sabbath, honor your parents, don't kill, don't uh, sleep in the same bed as someone you aren't married to, don't steal, don't lie, and don't think about other people's stuff all the time. Pretty basic, right? Well, you'd think so, but the Israelites had just spent a ton of time in Egypt where those kinds of things happened all the time. And the Israelites were now in the habit of doing those things all the time. And I'd imagine that many of the Israelites started thinking to themselves, whoa, I do bad things all the time. And maybe they started to realize that they weren't as good of a people as maybe they thought. And that, combined with everything going on on the mountain, the smoke, the lightning, the thunder, the earthquakes, the super loud trumpet sound, well, it was just too much for the Israelites, and they just couldn't take it anymore. So, when God was finished with the Ten Commandments, the Israelites said to Moses, You speak with us, and we will hear, but let not God speak with us, lest we die. The Israelites were scared out of their minds. They were like, please, Moses, you go up there and you talk to God. 
and then you tell us what he said. We'll believe whatever you say. Just please make God stop talking to us. And Moses replied to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you, and that his fear may be before you, so that you may not sin. So Moses was basically saying, Don't be scared, guys. God is just trying to make a big impression on you so that you take this seriously. But even still, the Israelites didn't want God talking directly to them anymore. And so, a reluctant Moses walked back up the mountain and into the thick black cloud to hear the rest of what God had to say. And it turns out that God had a lot more to say to the Israelites. Building off the Ten Commandments, God gave the Israelites, through Moses, a bunch of other laws. This set of laws was called the judgments, because these were laws which judges were supposed to ensure were being followed, kind of like what judges do today. There were all kinds of laws, laws against hurting or killing each other, laws against abusing slaves, laws for taking responsibility for what your animals did, laws against damaging other people's property, laws against taking advantage of widows, orphans, the poor, non-Israelites, laws on lending money, laws that judges were not to favor the poor over the rich or the rich over the poor, laws against bribes, laws against violent mobs. And when God was done with the judgments, he re-emphasized the Sabbath and even gave farmland a special Sabbath where every seventh year farmers weren't supposed to plant anything to let the land rest. God also put three annual feasts in place, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Harvest, and the Feast of Ingathering. And after all that, God promised that he would go ahead of the Israelites to fight against the Canaanites, who were at that moment living in the Promised Land, though the Israelites would also have to fight the Canaanites to make sure that they were all driven out of the Promised Land. And after God said all that to Moses, Moses went down the mountain And the Bible says that Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the judgments. And what did the Israelites think about the Ten Commandments and the judgments? Well, the Bible says that the people responded together with one voice and said, All that the Lord has said we will do. Okay, so the Israelites were still in. And now that everyone was in agreement, there was only one more thing to do, to make it official. And the Bible says that Moses wrote all the words of the Lord. And he rose early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain and 12 pillars according to the 12 tribes of Israel. On the altar, Moses sacrificed oxen. And he took the blood of the oxen and sprinkled it on the altar and then sprinkled the rest on the people. And Moses said, This is the blood of the covenant, which the Lord has made with you according to all these words. And with that, the Israelites had officially made a covenant with God, an agreement with God. The Israelites would follow the Ten Commandments and the judgments, and God in turn would make the Israelites into a special people, a people who would be God's special treasure, a people through whom God would save the world. Okay, 
So now that they'd made the covenant with God, I guess the pit stop was over and it was time to go to the promised land, right? I mean, they'd already taken a long, long detour, so it was time to get going, right? Well, no. No, God wasn't done talking to the Israelites quite yet. And God called Moses back up the mountain. And actually, Moses was going to be up there for quite a while longer, more than a month. What could Moses possibly be talking about up there with God for more than a month? Well, that's a good question. And we'll talk all about it next time. All right, kidzos, that's it for this one. Hope you guys enjoyed the story. In the next episode, we are indeed going to find out what God and Moses were talking about for so long on the mountain. And we just might bring in a special guest to help Papa out on this one. Someone by the name of Mama. But until then, to all the kids tuning in, I hope you have an awesome day, God be with you, and I hope we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.